Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I do not have any information, nor have I been briefed, on any federal candidates receiving any money from China. This is an issue of national importance and concern. And the question is, is China interfering intentionally in the internal affairs of this country? And the, appense, the answer appears to be very clearly yes. Our Global News and Sam Cooper, who's been on this program, was with us last weekend and will be back next weekend. Sam was talking to us about that very issue that he's been uh, investigating. It was Global News that... Um, pointed out that the Prime Minister had been, in fact, uh, briefed on, on situations that involved China engaging in interfering with our affairs in the 2019 election, particularly federal election. The Prime Minister says he, well, you heard what he said. He doesn't know anything about it. But as you've been hearing, it was the Prime Minister who went to the President of China, President Xi, and brought up this issue, and that's why Xi then confronted Trudeau and said, you took the content of our conversation, which was private, and you leaked it to media, and you know what happened. The whole story sprung up out of that. So I just want to play you, before we talk to our guest, I just want to play you a little more and just have a listen to this, because it begins with a reporter's question to Mr. Trudeau, and it's at the very same time and place where the clip you just heard originated. Listen to this. So just to be clear, sir, you learned about this, all these allegations when Global News first reported it. Um, these media reports were things that we took seriously, and we asked our uh, security of officials to follow up on them, and we have asked them uh, to give all information that they can, to share what they can with the Parliamentary Committee looking into it. But again, let me be very clear. I have no information, and I get briefed up regularly from our intelligence and security officials. I have no information on any federal candidates receiving money from China. Okay. So, that's the Prime Minister's position. And the story you know has to do with China allegedly engaging Canadians in MPs' offices and uh, perhaps provincial members of legislatures as well and interfering with our elections. More to come. You can count on it. There's a lot more to come. Now, I spoke a few weeks ago with Kenny Chu. Mr. Chu was, the, uh, was a conservative member of parliament in British Columbia elected in 2019, and he fell into disfavor, I think it's fair to say, with Beijing over private members' legislation that Mr. Chu introduced. And uh, Mr. Chu has been talked about a great deal in Canadian media over the last numbers of weeks, 
and I, I've spoken to him before, and we're going to talk to him right now, about China interfering with his election campaign in 2021, so last year. Kenny, thank you for coming back on the program. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me again, uh, Roy. Yeah. So you told me last time you lost in 2021, so last year, and you weren't, I mean, you, you believed that China was actively engaged in trying to derail your campaign, but you also said that wasn't the only reason that you lost. I want to be clear about that. But would you share with us, please, how you came to the conclusion that China and Beijing particularly uh, are, were actively engaged in trying to make sure that you didn't win again? The use of disinformation um, in during campaign, uh, it's actually quite um, mind-boggling and eye-popping. Uh, there has been so much disinformation being spread in the social media that uh, a lot of my Chinese constituents uh, exclusively rely on that uh, any of such misinformation being circulated there will be uh, taken uh, completely as the truth. Uh, one of them, for example, is a mischaracterization of my private member bill um, requiring uh, foreign agents um, acting on behalf of a certain country to be listed by the Privy Council officer um, that, uh, you know, if they act on behalf of a foreign country, then they will have to register and just uh, put it put it in the open light and, and under the sun so that, you know, Canadian medias and other uh, people can actually see their activities. It's not going to hamper their activity. For that uh, proposal, uh, some of the media are saying, I am going to jeopardize the uh, Chinese-Canadians uh, anybody who has any connection with um, China, uh, some of them, it's the homeland. And therefore, uh, academically, even just casual connections, uh, you will put yourself into uh, a, a, a pretty uh, serious, uh, potentially legal trouble. And this is a disinformation not just happening during the um, election. In fact, um, Conservative Senator uh, Leo Husakos uh, earlier this year had um, taken my bill and retabled it in the Senate. But if you listen to uh, Senator Yunpao Wu, uh, his uh, criticism on the bill, it is exactly the same kind of uh, talking points that the liberals and, and sorry, that the Chinese communists were using during the election, that uh, even inviting a volleyball team uh, or badminton team coming to Canada would have put the organization in, in jeopardy. Now, that is just farthest from truth, and I was disappointed that uh, uh, the ethnic Chinese media were not uh, using the opportunity to clarify, to help um, educate may not be the right word, but to to clear the water um, during the election. And I was also disappointed that uh, this misinformation continued to be propagated in our House of Senate um, during this debate um, of Leo Hosaku's, uh, Senator Leo Hosaku's bill in the Senate. 
So these these are informations that are are being circulated in WeChat, but also uh, being circulated in WhatsApp and other um, group chatting messages. And um, it's it's very powerful because it touches on uh, people's fear. Um, many of my constituents ask me that, uh, you know, if I'm aware of, of course I am, what happened to Japanese Canadians during Second World War, um, that they are being incarcerated, that their, their properties have been um, taken over by the government, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, it was the Brian Moroni government that actually officially apologized to uh, the Japanese Canadians uh, episode that uh, we've seen in our country's history. So, uh, you know, drawing the parallel between that to my proposed um, bill uh, is not only the farthest from the truth, but it's also play on people's fear of what had happened in the past and uh, the only beneficiary, uh, the benefactor factor in, in this situation would be um, predatorial uh, regimes that our country's um, apparatus, the security, national security apparatus have been warning parliamentarians. And these are namely uh, the Russians, the Iranians, and uh, the communist Chinese. Yes, so your legislation, your private member's bill, which was carried forward or picked up by Senator Sakos, who's been a guest on this program as well, uh, your private member's bill would have required agents of foreign countries who are lobbying the federal government to register, yes? that was That's the fundamentals, yes? Yes, that is correct. And, and so Beijing, why would they have considered that a threat? Well, um, I, I didn't want to, I, I guess I don't want to uh, answer um, on behalf of Beijing or the People's Republic of China. Um, you know, you would think that um, countries who conduct their um, lobbying business in open uh, would not uh, would not avoid that. In no, fact, it just seems like a completely reasonable piece of legislation to me. Yeah, absolutely. In the in the United States, they have this legislatures for many, many, many decades, over almost like a century. In fact, uh, you know, as I was researching for my private member bill, I saw the Liberal Party of Canada having an entry in 2019 because they solicited the help of a, of a congressman to do fundraising activities for Canadian compatriots in Washington, D.C. So, you know, nobody's hiding anything. Everything is just on the Internet. You can do research and you can find that information. To, to suggest that they, they don't appreciate that tells you that there's something happening in the shadow. And they would, they would have preferred to avoid... Uh, all these questionings by uh, journalists, journalists such as yourself, um, or investigative journalists such as uh, Mr. Sam Cooper, uh, from finding exactly what, how much money, and what exactly are they lobbying or trying to influence Canada. So I find this uh, really interesting because you received a visit, did you not, Kenny, from CSIS just a few days prior to the election. That is true. Um, however, technically, um, visas have been contacting me, have been visiting me since uh, 2021. 
soon after the pandemic, they start communicating with my MP office. And uh, we have met um, at these two times um, prior to the election. And during the election, as I start facing these disinformation, as my party, uh, as my leader back then, Mr. Emeril O'Toole, uh, has started being um, characterized in completely falsehood, uh, I contacted CESAS. I collected some of the screenshots of um, reported, um, you know, spreading of disinformation. I contacted them and they responded by arranging uh, an in-person meeting with myself, and I pass on all this information to them. Uh, that's 2021, um, maybe one week, 10 days prior to the election. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. Now, you mentioned earlier on that um, Beijing had been active on WeChat. And for people who aren't familiar with WeChat, it is a very popular social media site and uh, does it does it originate in China? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's it's an all-in-one uh, mega app. Uh, it it handles not just um, social media like Facebook posting um, articles, but also messagings. And um, if you use WhatsApp, uh, it also does um, telephone calls, encrypted messages, uh, and also. Uh, handle digital payment. Uh, it is the um, sanctioned uh, software app to be used by many of the uh, Chinese people in China. In fact, uh, as as I was um, participating in the subcommittee in international human rights, I learned that there have been Uyghur Chinese who've been in jail, uh, being re-educated just for having uh, a WhatsApp, which is not sanctioned. Um, install on their cell phone. So WeChat is a official endorsed um, software that to be installed and to be used by all Chinese. And uh, it is important to understand that uh, the Chinese government also therefore would have very tight control of messaging. Um, there has been, um, you know, people have been saying that uh, there are no uh, messages that are being passed in WhatsApp or in WeChat um, that are not endorsed and agreed by the Chinese government. So all messaging that has been circulated in WeChat uh, would have been approved. And during the federal election 2021, we've seen articles that, uh, as I said, um, completely mischaracterizing uh, or even telling lies about uh, uh, certain Canadian political parties or certain Canadian political uh, candidates. Can you, in about 15 seconds, tell me what your impression is of that exchange between Mr. Xi and Mr. Trudeau? Oh, I, I think I think Mr. Trudeau is actually very smart and clever, and he realized that the, the exchange is not going to materialize in anything substantial. So he, his target audience is actually Canadian. He wants to be seen as somebody who's uh, who's strong against China, who's been standing firm of the of the on the Canadian values, so he said whatever he wants to say. Um, it's it's just a show uh, for Mr. Trudeau, and I think he uh, you know done a good job in that. Just say okay. whatever, but it's important to 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 uh, to understand that at the end of the conversation, Xi Jinping actually said, "How naive this guy." 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.